G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Our Middle East reporter is Ron Ross and he's joining me once again. Welcome, Ron. Thank you, Tracy. Let's take a look first off before we get into it about uh, Easter and the highlights from Israel and the Middle East. Yes, well, starting off with Israel and it brings back some wonderful memories for my wife, Yvonne, and myself of Easter in Jerusalem. And, of course, crowds flocked to uh, the Holy Sepulchre Church in Jerusalem. It was absolutely packed to overflowing and uh, uh, a, a wonderful freedom to worship in Jerusalem, which is enjoyed by Christians every year. Uh, even uh, great gatherings in various parts across Israel and churches freely worshipping. Uh, not so across the rest of the Middle East. Islamic State insurgents blew up an 80-year-old church in Syria's northeast province of Hasakah on Easter Sunday. Some of the uh, Syrian state news agency did not report any casualties, said the militants had planted explosives inside the church and a Syrian village in an area where Christian Kurdish militia have been battling Islamic State. It was in Tel Nazri. Islamic State controls that village, uh, the news agency said on Monday. Uh, In another situation in Kenya, Kenya churches used armed guards to protect their Easter congregations on Sunday, days after gunmen from the Islamist Al-Shabaab group killed nearly 150 people at a Kenyan university. Kenyan priests, who have been frequently targeted by Islamists, said they feared churches could be targeted on Easter Sunday. They said, we are very concerned about the security of our churches and worshippers, especially this, over this Easter period, and also because it's clear that there's attackers are targeting Christians specifically. I had two friends of mine, Ron and Carol Cantrell, who uh, live in Egypt but worked with me in Jerusalem years ago, and they sent me a message saying that they had worshipped in a church in Cairo, and they sent photographs as, as they walked around, and they prayed blessings on the security guards who had been employed to protect them during worship. And uh, so the conditions for worship uh, in the Middle East are very different uh, to what we experience in the freedom we have here in Australia. That's right, and it's such a horrible situation, and so often it's pushed under the rug. You know, it's not reported in the mainstream media. It's not heard of. It really gets up my nose that a lot of this is never heard from the pulpit. Uh, I was watching Bill O'Reilly, the news analyst on Fox this week, and he said the, uh, the, the most disgraceful thing in America right now is no Christian leaders are standing up and saying anything about Islamist terrorism. Uh, He pointed out that the Pope and Franklin Graham were about the only ones making any statements about the violence. And I think that's a dereliction of duty by preachers uh, that 
need to prepare congregations uh, for the battle we have on a daily basis with fear. And uh, I don't think they're doing their congregations uh, any great good by being happy clappy all the time. We need to face the reality of the world in which we live. That's right. Now, ISIS has continued their brutal march across parts of the Middle East. There are more beheadings having taken place. Yes, and this is creating great concern because it's other Muslims. Uh, They beheaded Palestinians in Damascus. It was a mass killing, mass beheadings, and the London-based Syrian Observatory for Human Rights Uh, The watchdog group said the Islamist group had taken over 90% of Yarmouk on the southern edge of the Syrian capital. Uh, A further report came out later saying among the Palestinian Arab fighters beheaded uh, was a a Hamas leader, senior Arab journalist Khaled Abu Tomei, who I speak about a lot, posted a graphic image in Israel this week uh, showing the severed head of Sheikh Abu Salah Tahar held aloft by an ISIS fighter in Yamuk. Uh, as of Sunday morning, ISIS was said to be in control of the city of Yamuk, and that's a grave concern for the Arab world. And there is a strange, debilitating disease that's said to be spreading through those ISIS fighters. Tell us about that. Yes, this, uh, I disregarded this as uh, uh, waffle a couple of days ago, but I got it today from an Israeli source, and it says that Islamic State fighters are being attacked by a debilitating skin disease called Leishmaniasis. The disease is spread by sand flies, and it quickly spreads thanks to pollution and poor hygiene conditions, and there have been more than 100,000 cases reported, according to British media outlets. The jihadi fighters are refusing medical treatment, which has led to more outbreaks, according to these reports. Uh, A lot of the medical staff in that region have fled because of the violence of ISIS, and so there's no one around to treat the problem. It's called the Rose of Jericho. It's a disease caused by parasites, uh, and uh, it's causing all kinds of problems because... It attacks uh, sensitive areas of the body and causes major uh, concern for the patient. Uh, it's a, uh, in Israel, they're saying it's God's curse has come upon ISIS. Well, people can draw their own conclusions on that one then, can't they? Absolutely. Now, we talked about the state of Christianity in the West and how often we are so well protected by the media from things that are happening in the eastern parts as far as Christianity is concerned. And and you touched on the fact that we don't hear about it from our pulpits either. But it seems now that a a Jewish historian has publicly commented on the state of eastern Christianity. Yeah, this is a lady who actually lives in Egypt. And she wrote a book not long ago called Dimitude about the lifestyle of Christians living under Muslim rule. And she pointed out that in Iraq... Uh, There were 1.4 million Christians in 2003. Today there are 270,000. Let me repeat that. There were 1.4 million Christians in 2003. Uh, In Iraq there are now 270,000. In Syria there were 1.1 million before the Civil War, and now there are 400,000. And I want to mention a couple of Bible verses that I'll bet you haven't heard in church recently. 
John 15:18 said, "If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you." 1 John 3:13 says, "Do not be surprised, brethren, if the world hates you." Uh, now that's not lollipop Christianity. It's in the Bible and it's fact. It's a demographic and religious revolution of immense proportions uh, taking place. This Jewish historian is Batior, and she was asked the question, what is the situation of Eastern Christianity? And she summed it up pretty well. She said, uh, materialism and selfishness in the West is causing the Western world to ignore the Holocaust taking place on Christianity in the Middle East. She said that churches around the world are so involved with uh, themselves that they're not looking at the crisis uh, that's actually taking place before our eyes. She said natural disasters like tsunamis or earthquakes have spawned magnificent solidarity of movements in the West, but the disappearance of a Christian population of its 2,000-old civilization and memory moves no one at all, and she's gravely concerned by the situation, of course. Yes, and of course, you've got to remember that the Bible tells us that we must pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters who are in chains as if we were there with them. Absolutely. That's Ron Ross, our Middle East correspondent. Ron, will chat again next week. Thank you, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.